Now, you've heard me say before, go big or go home. Not that you got to have this super giant cigar in order to be smoking a cigar. It's the only way you're a real man or a real woman. You just a honker of a smoke, man. A Lancero will do you fine. You can do great work with a Robusto. That said, we went 7x52 with the Mambo from La Florida Minicana, the 1994. As Fingers Malloy would say, it's beefy. It's beefy. See, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Holy McCow, an absolutely beautiful feeling wrapper on this. It's La Florida Minicana, which makes, uh, I believe the term is kick-ass smokes. I mean, punch you in the face smokes. I mean, strong, strong stuff gets made by La Florida Minicana. They also make fantastic cigars, well-constructed cigars. You're never going to go wrong. This right here, the La Florida Minicana 1994, which comes in four different Vitolas that sizes good people. This one is known as the Mambo. It's a 7x54, which means it's seven inches long. Always makes fingers when I laugh. And the ring gauge is 54. That's the diameter of the cigar, basically how thick it is around. Yeah, it's it's pretty big. A 64 ring gauge, that would be a full inch around. Now, we have just lit this up, and while it's over 90 degrees in Indianapolis, we're inside Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, as I said, and it's so freezing cold, we have coffee. (laughs) So we already have the coffee, the French press going. We're smoking this cigar. We have just lit this up, a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, which is absolutely beautiful to the touch, and the look of it is this wonderful bit of almost swirls of, of, of dark and and medium browns going on in this wrapper. The feel is exceptional. I will say this, my cut is a little too extreme. It's mm. a little too straight across. Yours, yours a little more shallow. So we are gonna have two very different experiences on this cigar here. But on the first light fingers, where are you? I feel like I have a weapon in my hand. Right. This thing is sturdy. It's beefy. Uh, it also on, you know, we on the first light here we're we're just into the first third i'm getting uh pepper and wood notes uh i you know i I like to kind of look and see what other people say um people talk about a a sweetness on this i'm not getting it yet but i mean i just dove face first into this coffee so maybe that has something to do with it you always say uh you know get out your notebook what did you eat that day what did you drink that day uh i i've been just guzzling this coffee so maybe if there is some sweetness it's being masked by the coffee uh, I don't think so because I think there is some sweetness but I don't think that that that, that sweetness is actually coming from wood I get a little a little touch of, of of a bready and a little touch of of citrus going on right here the the, the La Florida Dominicana 1994 a little touch of sweetness uh, uh, that's almost a a bready kind of sweetness like we know when you have a good piece of sourdough Almost. And there's a touch of sometimes chocolate and citrus can play very well, and sometimes they mask each other. You don't 100% know which one is which. I'm playing in that right now. I know that the coffee is an absolutely perfect pick right now to go with it. But what's so amazing is that this cigar is smoking beautifully smooth. There is not an ounce of harsh. If, If you were to tell me that this cigar was in the medium full range, I'd kind of smile at you because uh, some people call it a full right now playing a medium. But a cigar like this, first of all, just the length and then the ring gauge, 
that will pick up. Mm-hmm. So what we get now on the first third, very different than what we'll get later. And what is the first third? As Finger said, get out your notebook. All you need is a, 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 a loose leaf notebook. First, what did you eat that day? What did you drink that day? What is the temperature, right? What's going on outside? What's going on inside? It will all change your palate. It'll change your metabolism and how these things go. And then start talking about what you get. First third, second third, final third. Just break the cigar up into thirds in your head. And what are you getting from each different area? That will change and that does build and grow as you do the cigar. LaFleur makes big stuff. LaFleur makes big stuff. This is, this is not new to anybody who smokes a cigar. But right now, the smooth involved here. That's what's so cool. Yeah. Those couple of flavors that we're talking about, and I'm getting no spice whatsoever. Not an ounce really? of spice. Z- less than zero. It's, it, it is, this is easy right now. Well, now I want to revisit something that you brought up at the beginning when we were talking about the cut. Uh, on your smoke, and by the way, the, this, this stick, a lot of really good, pleasant smoke coming off of the cigar. Yes. Now, because of how your cigar is cut versus mine, will mine have a little bit of a tighter draw than, than what yours The shallower your cut, absolutely. That's less surface area that, that you've cut away from the cap, so you're going to have a, a tighter draw and a little more concentrated draw. It's where I'm more comfortable. This was cut a little more straight across the full breadth of the 54 ring gauge. Mm-hmm. Not what I enjoy. So this, uh, this cut came a little too deep for me. Remember, you can always add to the cut. You can't, you can't take away. So will that make you labor a little bit more? I don't think so, right? It's fully open. It would actually be less of a labor. Okay. The, the less it's open, the more of a laboring that, that you would have to the extent that you are laboring. LaFleur does a beautiful job in construction. Right, that you you feel this cigar. By the way, the perfect humidity. You, yeah. you you don't want overly spongy. So if you're giving the cigar a squeeze, you don't want overly spongy, but you don't want hard as a rock. A cigar should have firmness, and I think people kind of get confused. That, oh no, it's not humidified enough. No, that's not it at all. It should have some strength, some rigidness to it. It should just you should just be able to kind of feel that it could have some give. And sometimes when a cigar is having a tough draw and we do that, you know, the, the, the pinch and roll, the I believe. Oh, pinch and roll. Right. That's to break things up a little bit and get some more air moving. There is no need for that so far. Zero need for this on this La Florida Minicana 1994. Look at how oh. even this draw is, too. I mean, the burn, you mean? Yeah, the burn, excuse me. Yeah. Is that what we do here? Yeah. What happened to you today? Oh, we don't need to. We don't need to do this today. Uh, Fingers Malloy had his first moment where a doctor told him he might be an old man, and and he is not. He's not doing well with this. He won't even look at me. He he's looking out into the sky, saying, "Lord, is it me soon? Is this what you're saying?" <laughs> you, uh, people, uh, people know. Sometimes you'll, this will happen, guys. It'll happen to you. Where you have that first, you that first moment of oh, I I'm not as young as I used to be. Okay, and you're not an old man. No, I'm not an old man. <laughs> but but I've, I've say that faster. I'm not an old man. I just clicked my heels three times. I'm not an old man. I'm not in Kansas. I have gout. I have gout, Tony. Gout. Oh my gosh, I don't even know what to say. 
So we need, you know, we always talk about this uh, thing needs to be a sponsor. This Icy Hot would make a great sponsor for the Eat, Drink, Smoke radio program. Later, we're going to pair the cigar with prune juice. <laughs> and Senka. Dude. Father time is a jerk face. Oh, I feel for you. Me, younger and better than ever. <laughs> the LaFleur Dominicana. Now, Fingers Malloy, the question is, is this in your humidor? And we always ask that question based, of course, as we smoke it on the price. What is this per stick that's coming up? Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. J.C. Newman wants you to come down to Tampa, Florida. You should go to Tampa, Florida. I mean, everybody's moving to Tampa, Florida. My parents moved to Florida, not Tampa. They went to the East Coast. Why? Because, well, they're in their 80s and Jewish, and by law, we have to go. There it is. Tea, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. There it is. <laughs> is, that, is that what you were waiting for? Yes. <laughs> it's the law. <laughs> J.C. Newman. Great cigars, great uh, people. They are starting to offer rolling classes and tours. Now, they've always had some level of tours there, and they've got a great story at J.C. Newman, a great, a great history there as well. It's the rolling that's so incredibly cool, and I will go and take advantage of this and, and give this a, a shot. It's one thing to smoke cigars. It's another thing to realize the level of art and skill that it takes. Uh, one of the lines uh, from Corey Johnston, the owner of, of Blend Bar Cigar, blendbarcigar.com, if you saw what it took from the field to the factory to make a cigar, every cigar should be $100, right? It doesn't make any sense that you could find cigars for $10, $15, $20. It, it's just a remarkable amount of work an amount of skill that goes into this, and there is no automation process that can make it really as well. And there have been machine-rolled cigars before on the premium side, um, but it's it's just so cool to watch and, and to learn. Well, yeah, it is cool to watch and learn. My question is, and I'm posing this, uh, you know, we didn't talk about this in show prep at all, and it's maybe a mistake whenever you, you, you throw a question out there and maybe the other person doesn't know the answer. But you see, you see uh, with, you know, diehard cigarette smokers, you'll see some people that will roll their own cigarettes. Right. If you were really passionate a, a, about cigars and premium cigars, do you know of people that will actually hand roll their own cigars no. at home? No, you you, you 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 can roll a, a cigarette, you know, with with your with your zigzags and, yeah, and, and yeah. tobacco and stuff yeah. like that. It, the blending process, uh, fermented tobaccos, yeah. how that gets stored, and then a cigar needs to lay down. You can't just light the thing up. I mean, you can. There 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 are places you can do it. Like you can you can hire rollers for a party, right? But you you, you need a sizable amount of tobacco uh, to 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 do that. Um, Really, I don't know anybody who on their own just rolls a couple, you know, just to have. Right. right? That That's just, I, I've never really come across that. I think the more shocking part of your question, Fingers Malloy, is that you admitted that we do show prep. <laughs> like anybody is going to believe that at all. Uh, uh, I think just, they, J.C. Newman, it, it's cool and it's, it's a rare experience. And they're right outside Tampa in Ybor City, which is Cigar City, USA. And it used to be rollers on, on the streets. And you could buy a cigar and smoke it like that. And people have done it. And you can get some good stuff that way. But it's, it's, 
I've never heard of anybody doing it on their own on the regular. Yeah. Right? They just roll their own cigars. That's that's usually not it. But if you have a passion for this, if you if you love cigars, I mean, what an experience it would be to go down into the factory and be able to see exactly and feel exactly uh, what goes into rolling a, a premium And considering cigar. so much travel, I mean, there's, there's a ton of travel going on this summer, and you, you've got flights being delayed. Southwest Airlines pilots are considering going on strike. There's a lot happening, and the cost of everything is through the roof. Yet the travel is still happening because people are the hell if I'm staying home. Yeah. That has clearly been been shown throughout the country. They're, they just won't do it. And the thing is, too, you know, we were talking about this at the beginning of the year when things started to really open up. We were asking, well, would business travel come back? Would people... Uh, be ready to to leave and, and and start traveling again and pay a premium and apparently the answer is yes and yes business travels coming back and leisure travel to the point where I mean you and I were, were flying out to Vegas in a couple of weeks for the premium cigar association trade show uh, you look at flights going from Indianapolis to Vegas they're so much more expensive than they were before but the flights are full so people are willing to pay that premium because people are ready to travel for again. now. Yes, for now. I, there have been people who haven't gone. There certainly is some lesser stuff going on now. People already made their plans or doing it. And even with gas at this price, $5 a gallon on average, we'll still call it uh, across the country. They're still driving. Yeah. They made the commitment to go. And it, it's just that the, the, the point that we, of me bringing this up about Newman is that experiences matter. And so this is an experience kind of trip. And so if you're going to Florida, add this, add this to your trip. Absolutely. Add this to the thing you're doing. Now, uh, we love a good list here <laughs> at Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke lists. And this from the people, eat this, not that. The kind of list that makes you say, why? <laughs> 11 worst steakhouse sides to stay away from right now. I want to discuss my problem with this headline. Okay. 11 worst steakhouse sides to stay away from right now. Is there a time where the worst steakhouse side is something I should do? Uh, yeah, every time you go to the steakhouse. It's the worst sides. Why am I getting the worst side? I think they're talking about health reasons. Like the, oh, you're, you're going to be loading yourself with calories and uh, all the other things that you shouldn't be eating. It's going to be drenched in, in butter and uh, cheese and butter and more cream and you should stay away from it. And that's the reason why you should stay away. Not because it tastes terrible. Feh. <laughs> exactly. We start with Outback Steakhouse. They're mac and cheese. 64 carbs, 850 calories, 52 grams of fat, 29 grams of protein. As far as I'm concerned, this is stage one of the Fingers Malloy food rhombus. <laughs> Listen, this list is ridiculous, but I felt like it was it, was, it would be fun to look at uh, because of you're, you're hearing those stats. 850 calories just for a side of mac and cheese. Uh, but Listen, you're not going to a steakhouse every day. If you are, we should be friends, and uh, you should pick up the check. Do you get mac and cheese with your steak? Rarely. Never. Yeah. Never. But the next one on the list is Brussels sprouts from Fleming's. They're crispy Brussels sprouts with bacon, 800 calories. <laughs> Don't care. Uh, that shocks me. I mean, 800 calories for Brussels sprouts? Flash fried with bacon and a bacon vinaigrette dressing, which I would add to my coffee right now <laughs> if, if you gave it to me. The Texas Roadhouse Cactus Stop Blossom. Stop it. Stop it. That's a meal. 
I can't tell you how many times I've gone to Texas Roadhouse or the the Outback there and had a couple of beers at the bar, and that's what I ordered for dinner. Chili's is the awesome blossom. Yes. And then Outback is the Bloomin' Onion. Yes. And this right here is the Cactus Blossom. Mm -hmm. 2,250 calories. That's a meal. 135 grams of fat, 236 carbs, 36 grams of sugar, and 5,000 milligrams of sodium. Yeah, absolutely. That's a meal. Uh, but I, I tell balance me more it about out. your gout. <laughs> but I balance it out by getting a light beer. So <laughs> you know, you don't want any empty calories. Man, they are really bagging on Fleming's. Their cauliflower mash, which um, is 500 calories. Why? It's 500 calories. It's a side. Share it with somebody. Well, here's the thing too. Uh, I can see where people would think that that's healthy. Oh, I'm, I'm not getting potatoes. I'm getting cauliflower mash. Well, it's still 500 calories. And then they've got the Texas Roadhouse loaded sweet potato, 770 calories, <laughs> 126 carbs, 70 grams of sugar. Oh, look at all those marshmallows on top. That's beautiful. Yeah, I don't need the marshmallows. The sweet potato, though. That is, that, sweet potato is a preferred side. That and the Brussels sprouts. All right, I'll have the marshmallows. Oh, you know what I forgot to do? What did you forget to do? Tell you how much it is. Oh, you're we said right. we teased it, and then we didn't do it. So fingers Malloy, you're just starting to get into the second third. The Florida Minicana, 1994. There are four different vitolas. This one is the Mambo, the seven by fifty-four. Is it in your humidor for twelve ninety-nine? Oh, stop it. Twelve ninety-nine. Yes. Yes. Twelve ninety-nine. It's in my humidor. Uh, I would definitely have a, a, a few of these. You need a lot of time to be able to sit back and enjoy. Tremendous amount. Yeah, this is not something you, you want to rush in an in, in hour. You know, uh, you, you're going to need a lot of time to do it. Yeah, absolutely. This is a perfect Sunday afternoon on the back deck. I got two hours, two hours and 15 minutes to sit back and relax. I agree with you there. And so far, a couple in my humidor. There would never be a box of these in my humidor. The ring gauge is just too big. Yeah. A 54 takes work for me. It's not where my comfort level is. But I'm very much enjoying the smoke. And yes, you're right about that. The ease of, of the smoke. So a couple of these for the right moment, the right weather, the right everything. Absolutely. Sleep divorce. I never heard the term before. But once you learn what it is, you realize that Leave it to Beaver had it right all along. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy right there. Carson Daly, who has managed to still have a pretty excellent career. Right? He, 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 he was radio, and then he was doing TV stuff, and then he was the music guy, and now he's the, he's the, he's the host of The Voice, right? That, that, that's what he does there. Uh, he's, he's Ryan Seacrest Jr., except a little less pretentious. I was going to say a poor man's Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, still with crazy amounts of money. Yes. Like, he, he ain't so poor. He and his wife sleep separately. Mm -hmm. They started this when his wife was pregnant with their fourth kid. So they just sleep in different beds. I don't think they sleep in different rooms. Yes, different rooms. Is it in different rooms? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know so, how I know so this? How do you know this? Because I sleep with Carson Daly's wife at night. We, we go to bed. Wow. That doesn't happen. Wow. Well, I'm hey. kidding. It's a joke. Can't wait to get that email. <laughs> it, it, they, they were talking about the fact that he has sleep apnea, yeah. which is, can cause a lot of, of, of snoring, and some people have the, the CPAP machines. I actually tried that once. I have a beard. Can't do it. Can't, can't do it. I know you can just do the nose ones, but I never tried that. 
I figured out how to just get a little bit of pitch for the pillows, and that took a while to figure out the right size pillows, the right comfort. They sell my those pillow, now. The, you know, and that's why I got that and everything else. I know they sell wedges and things like that. Yeah. But I had to put it together with the shoulders, and was it going to cause neck pain and everything else? And because of the snoring, they woke up one day, shook hands, and said, I love you, but it's time to sleep divorce. It'll be the best thing for us all. <laughs> and that's what they do. They're right. They're right. At first, uh, I have a king-size bed. Mm-hmm. I know that there are people who are couples who sleep in a queen-size bed. I have no idea how they do it. None. I don't know how. I love my wife more than the air that I breathe. That woman is perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be touched. Leave me alone. Oh, see, I'm the exact opposite. I like to sleep <laughs> in a double uh, bed because I like to be held. Uh, it makes me feel safe. So that's that's what I do. Can you, no. I mean, it's just a level of dis- uh, It's so uncomfortable. It, it, it is. It, w- what makes it tough is especially hotels when... You know, they they say, oh, you've got uh, a queen size bed or a king size bed. You get there and you look at the bed and you're like, there's no way this is a queen size bed. This is a double. You right. know, it, it, it's bad enough uh, sleeping in a hotel room half the time. You can't sleep like you do at home, but you got the smaller bed. But some couples they do the whole uh, sleep divorce where each person sleeps in their own bedroom, and then others they do the uh, Ricky and Lucy Ricardo thing where they get two right, beds the in the same yeah the same room. Uh, what do you do? You see that as a better option? It's like okay, I, I'm still sleeping in the the room with my significant other, uh, but we aren't in the same bed. So in in the case of Carson Daly, if it was the snoring, he's got to be in a different room. I, I I agree with that. But there is the idea of having your own space. And things I don't think it, it, it. I don't think a marriage is somehow lessened because if the marriage is lessened because it's a different bed, you really should be taking a look at your marriage to begin with. Yeah, start from from the ground up. You should be like maybe we don't have a, a solid foundation. But but does that the sleep divorce lead to another divorce? No, I don't. I don't think so. No, I don't mean the ultimate divorce where you actually. Oh, split oh up. you mean a sex divorce? Yes, I had to, I had to figure out a, um, a divorce. I believe they call it. I do, uh, uh, not not if you're doing it right. <laughs> not if you're doing it right, because uh, the truth is, not everything should happen at the end of the day. You're tired at the end of the day, two p.m. <laughs> right, two p.m. The kids are still in school. They the old launcher. That's what they call it. It's afternoon delight. <laughs> it's true. gonna find my baby. Gonna hold her tight. Gonna have a little afternoon tonight. Oh. You know who wrote that song? Carson Daly. Is that right? Yes, it's true. Is that right? Um, I don't do that personally. I don't have the sleep divorce, but I get it. I don't think there's anything weird about that at all. Weird is this. Amazon's Alexa could soon mimic voice of dead relatives. Mm-hmm. No. Really? First, Amazon Alexa is creepy as can be. <laughs> it's listening to everything. It is uncool. So mm-hmm. the capability just got uh, uh, unveiled. It's in development. It would mimic the voice of a specific person laced based on less than a minute of provided recording. Yes. Um, you want that? I'm all in on it. Yeah. Like really? I have, uh, you know, my uh, 
I lost my mother uh, back in 2011, passed away cancer. I do have some old voicemails uh, that I saved. So every once in a while, I can still revisit hearing her voice. Uh, would I want my uh, device? I won't say the name, so everybody's device that's listening uh, in their living room right now won't go off. Uh, but uh, to be able to have that option, uh, you know, I guess you could say something like, hey, uh, have mom read me The Wizard of Oz. I believe that's the example they use in the, in the piece that you're referencing to. It would be nice every once in a while to hear her voice in a way that's different than just these voicemails. So I, I could totally see people doing that if they lost a spouse, uh, lost their, 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 their parent, even if they, you know, I'm terrible if they lost their, their child. I could totally see people taking advantage of this. I feel that there's a difference between having some old voicemails or having some old recordings that you go back and watch and listen to and, and this, this electronic AI concept because the old audio recordings or the old videos is real and it goes back to a moment and inflection matters and, and that's where the connection is. Something that sounds like you buy a parrot. It, it's... It just, it seems impersonal, cold, um, and disconnected from where the humanity is in the voice in itself. Because the voice is about, I would, both my parents are alive, but I would argue it's about them being, them hearing them, seeing them as they're alive. Like in, 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 in the moment, whether it was a moment of anger or whether a moment of enjoyment and expression and, 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 and inflection, that's where the real connection comes from. I don't, I don't know how I feel about just, you know, faking it. How far are we away from the hologram? Oh, of, minutes. Of, of your relative that may have we, passed. We are two weeks away uh, from Futurama and people's heads in a glass <laughs> bucket filled, filled with fluid. Oh. Right? That's, that's, that's coming next. I, oh. So you don't see any way you would ever. Well, I, I know you're, you're down on this device. Of being in the house to begin with, but say they have a device like this where you don't feel like it's uh, you know listening to everything uh, going on in your house, you you would never because it's not real, like yeah. and and that's the part that matters. And I'd rather have the memory because the memory is real, and 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 you can connect with it, and something will remind you of it. I, I don't, I me, I me, I don't think I want to, I want to fake it out. It's like Star Trek Generations and the Nexus. It's 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 like what Star Trek Generations and the Nexus. No, Not see you don't Star have to worry Trek about man? the sex force because <laughs> you are never getting any talking like that. What you need to do is get yourself some My Pillow slippers. You have to get the My Slippers from My Pillow because that's what gets all the ladies. You can save huge right now. Forty nine ninety eight. With promo code Tony, mypillow.com slash Tony. It took two years to develop uh, these uh, slippers with the four-tier cushioning system exclusive to the My Slippers, the My Pillow patented fill. You've got the comfort memory foam, which prevents the fatigue. You got patented impact gel and an indoor and outdoor sole, so you can wear it in or out all day long. Quality leather uh, suede. You, you've got a variety of colors, sizes, machine washable, a 60-day money-back guarantee, a one-year limited warranty. 
Go to MyPillow.com slash Tony. And while you're there, take advantage of the deep discounts on all the MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one extravaganza on bed sheets, MyPillows, so much more. Go to MyPillow.com slash Tony. MyPillow.com slash Tony for the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. MyPillow.com slash Tony. Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon, the bourbon reader you've always needed, is now available on Amazon.com and our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Pick up a copy today. When your whiskey, when your bourbon, when your rye is finished in this kind of cask or finished in that kind of cask, it could seem like a gimmick. But we have seen more and more that people have taken to this in a serious way. They're not trying to engage a gimmick. They're trying to create something that stands out a little bit, that offers a little bit more to the flavor profile. And sometimes they're successful. Sometimes they, they are not so uh, successful. This rye whiskey finished in port barrels? Well, bloody hell, I'll try anything once. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, and this is Amador Whiskey uh, Company, AmadorWhiskeyCo.com, uh, and this is their rye whiskey finished in port barrels. So this is a mash bill of 74% rye, 11% corn, and 15% barley. And of course, we know the difference. A bourbon is 51% corn by law. Rye? Well, that's 51% rye. And then the mash bill, the other grains involved, can be all sorts of, of, of a, a mix. That higher rye content, one would predict a higher spice. But when you're now adding finishing in a port barrel, you're adding that, that wine sweetness that can go in there. Fingers Malloy, this right here is 46% alcohol by volume, 92 uh, proof. It is aged in new charred American oak barrels for three years, and it's finished in these port barrels for 9 to 12 months. Now, the color of this thing, we got the bottle in front of us. We got the drink in front of us. That is, that is a classic bourbon look right there. Yes. Right? Not too pale, not too much into the amber. It is that perfect honey golden kind of look right there. Oh, that's and pleasant. ain't that a luscious nose. That is very pleasant on the nose. Vanilla, uh, some honey, uh, maybe a touch of citrus. That's what I'm yeah. picking up. What are you thinking, Tony? I, I the, the 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 spice that's coming off there is, is it's not we're not we're not talking about a heat spice. Um, no, it's a little baking spice, a little gingerbread kind of thing going on. Okay. Oh, that is super pleasant and zero ethanol. There is not an alcohol. Uh, type of a nose here whatsoever. There's no mint coming off this thing. Oh, that that is that is coming across absolutely beautiful fingers, Malone. Yeah, it is. Uh, th this nose here, Amador, A M A D O R, double barrel rye, whiskey port finish. I assume double barrel because it goes into two separate barrels. Three years in the oak, and then a year in in that port cask to finish off that port barrel, I should say. Um, no, that's that's a lovely, lovely nose. Now, we start this neat and then decide whether we're going to bring it to a cube, a chip, or a little bit of uh, cool water. Fingers Malloy, you ready for this? It's medicinal, right? Oh, it helps with the gout. <laughs> it does. Uh, you, you, need the, you need the port finish in order to help with the gout, Fingers Malloy. 
cry. It helps with the gout. It'll look great uh, on a bumper sticker or t-shirt. I'm pretty sure they used to use that as a uh, as a bit of sloganeering in the 20s. <laughs> The 1920s. I forget it's 2020. Yeah, right. Time right there. Okay. Well, I, I've been ready for this all day. We start it neat. Fingers Malloy takes the first sip and does what's known as the Kentucky Chew. Move it around the palate. See where those flavors take you. Fingers Malloy. What are you? You're right. It's very nice. Wow, that is is very nice. A slight sting on the tongue. Uh, there's a spice on the tongue as well. That vanilla and honey is there as well. Uh, it's, you would never think that that's, you know, close to 100 proof. Very smooth. I, I really enjoy this. I'm really looking forward to see what you think, Tony. But not big on spice. A little 74% rye, you would think that would have some, some bite in that. Yeah, one. we'll see what you think. You're, you're more right. of a rye guy than I am. I so. do like a good rye. But, now, but this being finished in port. Right. It's a very different conversation altogether. Here we go. The Amador. I wonder if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, from uh, Amador Whiskey there. What is it? Amador, AmadorWhiskeyCo.com. Whiskey with an E-Y, of course, because it's mm -hmm. in the U.S. Here we are. He's going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's taking a sip. He is doing the Louisville lip. And, ooh. Oh, he gave you new. Ooh, hold on. Oh, hold on. going in for seconds. It, I, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm. What do you so think? So first of all, there is a little bit of heat center chest. A little more than I thought there would be. I actually feel it in the throat. There's no sting on the tongue whatsoever. Oh, it's a lot of heat. Really? There's a lot of heat, but that is, that is delicious sweet right there. I think vanilla and honey is dead on, fingers. I think you hit that absolutely perfect. Uh, right there. Oh, it's almost dessert sweet on 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 the tongue. The finish actually engages more of the heat. I think it's more of that honey mm -hmm. uh, on the finish that sticks uh, on the tongue. Not a lot of oak, though. Z zero. Z zero oak. But I I don't know if I'm going to feel that way as 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 I go through it. Um, you know, whatever that that port is offering to that to that sweetness, that that it it, it does have a bit of a of a, of, a, of lusciousness. Um, the people over at Wine.com said it had a velvet velvety mouthfeel. I think that is a, a a correct assumption there, or a correct statement from them. This is very nice. Yeah, I don't know if I'm moving this to a cube though. I'm in a place of confusion. Where are you? I I'm going to put a couple of drops of cool water in it because. Tony, that's my job. You, you, you do it for the nation. I do it for Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation, but I am hesitant to do it because I'm really enjoying it uh, the way it is. I wonder if, you know, you add some water, if you put it on a rock, if it will bring out some of that oak uh, and maybe take away some of the sweetness. I'll be interested to see what happens. Uh, Are you I'm, doing it now? Uh, oh, what, what the hay? Look at you. Now, remember, when you're adding water... What you're doing is you have an opportunity to open up the bourbon or, or the whiskey, the rye, in this case. You're also bringing down proof. Water brings down proof. When it comes to bourbon, there are certain rules about how the, the proof that it goes into the barrel, the proof that it comes out of the barrel. Water can be added to bring down the proof. That's it. You can't do anything else to it. So when you add a cube, uh, a, a big rock, a sphere, or, or just add some water, 
you you are bringing down the proof and you will change the complexion of the drink. It brought out a little bit more of the spice and it did bring out the oak and took a little bit of the sweetness away. Really? Yeah, for me. Now, it, that may be completely different for you. Uh, I just put it in, like I said, a couple of drops of cool water. It looks like you're about ready to put it on the rock. And I'm going to do it. Oh, you're hesitating. I'm going to do it. All right, I'm going to take one more sip. Neat. Oh, oh there you go. Going in neat. That's good. It is very good. That's good. I can play with that. The Amador right there. Amador Whiskey uh, Company. I am going to move it to a big rock just to see what it is. The question, Fingers Malloy, is, is this in your liquor cabinet at $67 a bottle? Mmm. That's tough. It's it's definitely something I would seek out at a lounge. I've seen it for as low as $50 a bottle. $50 a bottle, I would really consider it. Gets close to $70. I'll tell you what. It's a strong maybe. It's it's good. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't I like don't it want it on the cube. I don't want it on the cube right there. It's a question of whether it's in my liquor cabinet at 67 or 50. It's nice. We are drinking from Amador Whiskey Company, their rye whiskey that is finished in port barrels. It's, well, it's delicious. 92 proof, 74% rye, 11% corn, 15% barley. I moved it to a cube and moved it back. And, oh, allow me to take a sip, fingers. Like, excuse me. Oh, he's going back in, ladies and gentlemen. Are you upset that you put it on the cube? A touch. It did bring out some more spice, a little more heat, but the vanilla's there. It's it's it is smooth. It does have a. It did give me a touch of burn on the back throat, and and is absolutely resting. Actual heat center chest. Yeah, I would not have moved it to a cube. I won't do that again. This is a neat one for me. This is a neat drink. The Amador A M A D O R, AmadorWhiskeyCo.com. This is delicious. If I can find it at fifty dollars a bottle, yeah. 67, I'm going to ask myself some questions, but this is lovely. What do you think? I, I'll tell you what, uh, $50 a bottle, this is in my liquor cabinet. Uh, when you start getting to $70 a bottle, I, I have to revisit that uh, line of thinking. But again, if you see this in your favorite lounge, I, it's definitely worth grabbing because it's, it's, it's got a lot of, it, it, it's not a one-trick pony, right? There's, no, there's not lot, at all. There's a lot to it. Uh, it's very interesting. And then, you know, it's it's always nice to try something that you don't necessarily see all the time. Uh, and I I don't know about you. I've never seen this before. No, I, never. So I love coming across new things. And we are smoking La Flor Dominicana. It's called the Mambo. It is the 1994 La Flor Dominicana 1994 with that Mexican San Andreas wrapper. It's a 7 by 54 cigar, 7 inches long, 54 ring gauge. I am in the second third. I'm going to say this is a medium plus. Yeah. Not a full. I'm nowhere near a full. But this flavor profile is working delicious for me. And at $12.99, there's a couple of these in the humidor for sure. Oh, absolutely. But you definitely need to have the time to enjoy it. This is a, a two-plus-hour smoke. Um, and uh, I, I for me, there are a couple in the, in the humidor. Uh, you are much more into buying a, f a full box of sticks than I am. Uh, so I was never going to buy a, a box of these to begin with. But I think this is definitely, uh, especially at that price point, something that should be in your humidor. Yeah, $12.99 works beautifully here. The construction is out of control. The burn on that 
is sensational. The smoke coming off of it is is glorious. That 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 little bit of a bready sweetness. Um, there's a little bit of a of, of a citrus chocolate thing that that's working as as well. It pairs beautifully with the Amador uh, rye. It pairs perfectly with my coffee. And even though it's a 54 ring gauge, I can feel myself working on it. It's just a little thicker of a cigar than I like to be at. But I am. I'm, I'm a happy smoking man at it, this moment. It feels really good in the hand, even though it is a, a bigger ring gauge than normally something that we would gravitate to. Uh, I'm in well into the, the second third, and for me, the spice has picked up a little bit. Uh, has it? Yeah. Uh, but the, and then again, it may be playing off of, of the rye because the spice has picked up on the, on the rye as well uh, ever since I added a couple drops of cool water. But uh, I'm a fan. Yeah. I, I, I'm definitely a fan. Uh, we got an email, uh, fingers below, oh, uh, okay. from from Mark, who's uh, just getting into cigars. Mm-hmm. Curious if we can recommend a humidor or something similar. Now, there is nothing similar. There's a humidor. There's a humidor or there's Tupperware. Get a humidor. Now, if you're just getting started, I'm not sure how to advise on this because if I advise you to buy just any old humidor, a cheaper humidor... You're not going to get what the humidor needs to do, which is have a proper seal and keep the humidity in. However, if I was going to start somewhere, I would start my first humidor ever all those years ago was a cigar jar. Yes. And so think of it as like you, you, the kind of thing that you would keep on the counter and you keep pasta in or cereal in or coffee in. That's what it is. And the, and the puck, the, the humidification is up top, a little bit of distilled water in there. Some of them will give you a readout on top, some of them not, but it's a perfect seal. You can keep 10 cigars in there as you're just learning, and it's an, it becomes an extra as you build up and you get yourself a humidor. Now, we, we're fans of the guys from Case Elegance, caseelegance.com. They do excellent uh, humidors. Uh, there, there are definitely others uh, out there in, in the marketplace. Uh, Case Elegance will probably have you in the $100, $150 range, and you'll be like, okay, this will, as a uh, novice hobbyist, or e- even if somebody's a pro, this will keep you okay for a while because you don't need a 100-count humidor. If you had a uh, 30 to 50-count humidor, you're doing just fine. Not saying you'll have that many cigars in there, but it's a nice place to start. But one of these cigar jars, which you can ask your, your local tobacconist, they might have one uh, for sale. You can certainly find them online. That's where I'd start. Absolutely. I think it's a mistake to go out and, and buy even a, a 30 to 50 stick humidor until you know for sure that you're going to, uh, this is going to become part of your lifestyle. You want to start small and then grow because chances are you're not going to be spending a lot of money on uh, a humidor jar. Uh, these canisters, they aren't all that expensive. It's a good way to break in. Uh, they, they, they keep the humidity in well for your, your sticks. And you have it for a while, and then you realize, okay, this is for me, and I need more cigars at the house. Then you bump up to a bigger humidor. And then you can always have that you know, other humidor on the side. That's what I have right now. I've got uh, the jar on the side. And then you got I've got side a side piece humidor, do you? Yep, and then I've got a 75 to 100 stick humidor. And uh, it's great. I, 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 but I think you're right. That's where you, you should start. It's time, Fingers Malloy, for News of the Week. Okay, Tony. Well, more than 1,300 Southwest Airline pilots picketed at a Dallas airport earlier this week saying they're overworked and understaffed 
by the airline company. Now, this is this wasn't a strike. This was just a protest, but they have been in the process of negotiating a new contract for two years, and they're awfully frustrated. So I was this week on News Nation Now talking about the FDA and Juul, which we'll get into coming up. Uh, and uh, the person who was on before me was a Southwest pilot. And one of the things they said was, this is a different company. It's not the friendly company that it was. They don't have the same relationship with pilots or with the customer that they used to have. Now, I don't fly enough these days to count, so I don't know if that's necessarily true about the customer experience. I, I can't speak to that. Can you speak to that? Uh, well, I, you, you bring this up, and uh, I want to actually pivot to something else that I saw was I saw uh, a flight attendant with Southwest commenting on what's going on. And it wasn't just the pilots, but it's the same vibe of what you just said. It doesn't seem to be the same company. Uh, everyone there talks about how they are overworked. And because of what happened with COVID, you know, there were so many layoffs across the industry and they, they haven't ramped up uh, the amount of employees necessary to, to uh, keep up with the sudden surge in travel. A lot of these crews, whether it's uh, the, the pilots or the flight attendants or the ground crews getting your luggage to, to, to baggage claim, things like that, they're all overworked. They're all off, awfully frustrated. And so, uh, yeah, I, I could see where they're thinking this isn't the same company that I was working for three, four years ago. Uh, so I, I, it just, it, 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 it struck me as, okay, there's a bigger problem here than I ever, I ever realized. But this, this whole pilot shortage, right? You don't have people going into the industry. Then you have the realization that, you know, through COVID, you told people if you're not vaccinated, you're out of a job. And a lot of people said, you know what? Time for retirement. And a lot of the pilots, it seems, have, have retired out. Now, if you're a pilot, we'd love to get the inside scoop. We'd love to know. You can email fingers, fingers at eatdrinksmokeshow.com, or you can reach out to us uh, at eatdrinksmokeshow.com or uh, on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you and find out what's really going on because it doesn't matter as we're talking about travel fingers and people really want to travel. It doesn't matter if there ain't no pilots. And to deal with this, you're going to start seeing less and less flights. You're already starting to see smaller airports. Sorry, we no longer serve that city. This has ramifications and they're going to be massive for business travelers, especially. Find it all at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Email fingers at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. This is Eat Drink Smoke. So amongst all the big stories going on, and it's been a week of, of, of stories. Now, as we record, we don't know yet if the Supreme Court did anything on the overturning of Roe v. Wade, right? So there was this, this leaked draft put out by, it wasn't put out by, it was leaked. It came from Justice Samuel Alito, a conservative on the court, and it showed a 5-3 decision overturning Roe v. Wade, which does not end abortion in America. It simply sends it back to the states to make the decision for themselves. And oh, this has been a huge moment. Who did the leak? And we still don't know who the leaker is. And I'm offended, disgusted by the leak like, like no other. The court needs to be able to work as it does without political pressure. Whether you like decisions or don't like decisions, they've had plenty of decisions that I don't approve of. They have to work without political pressure. Otherwise, you don't have an independent judiciary. You really don't have a country. You've got a banana republic at that moment. So as we're recording this, we don't know if that decision's come out. But one of the decisions that did come out was a gun decision. The New York uh, State P 
Pistol Association, I think that's what we call it, um, versus Bruin. And this was a conversation of whether or not a state can be may issue versus shall issue when it comes to permits. So a shall issue state, you apply for a permit, as long as you meet the requirements, you get a permit. You can have a firearm. And then there's a conversation of constitutional carry, that the Second Amendment is your permit, right? And, and I keep saying right, like somehow, uh, yeah, I'm going to hear you. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and that's it. So Indiana is a constitutional carry state. Arizona is a constitutional carry state. But some places have permits, and they, they want you to fill out the paperwork. And we can agree or disagree about that. What New York was, along with a couple of other states, is a May issue state where you would go and say, I want a, a permit to carry a firearm. And they would say, okay, why? You would have to prove your case. And that's not what rights are. Wherever you are on guns, um, we can agree and disagree. We're talking about constitutionality conversation here. Mm-hmm. If you have to explain why you need a right, it's not actually, Fingers Malloy, a right. Correct. And, you know, we, we have friends who, who live in, say, California, where they have very strict gun laws. And... Uh, Military friends in the military, high-ranking members of the military, who, uh, depending on where they live, uh, aren't ava- aren't able to get a concealed carry permit, things like that. So it's going to be very interesting how this unfolds. You know, there was the instant reaction from this decision, but how will this impact these state laws? Uh, it, time will tell. And we're talking about retired military. Yes. In, 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 the, in the case of, of this person. So there have been these major, major things that, that have been happening. And the court has had, there are some fascinating decisions. And it's, it's really, when, when you, like, I, all right, I, I wonk out on this stuff. Like, just the thinking and all the pieces that they are considering, it's, it's really incredible. No, not everybody can be a Supreme Court justice. I, I, I think this is the lesson learned. Then there's the FDA. The Food and Drug Administration has banned the sale of Juul e-cigarettes in the United States. This is not the banning of e-cigarettes. This is not the banning of vaping. They banned a company. And I got to tell you, I have serious, serious issues. Now, one of the things that we do here at Eat, Drink, Smoke, we are supportive of the cigar industry. We're supportive of the mom and pop shops, which make up the vast majority of the cigar industry. We're supportive of the manufacturers. We love the world trade that's involved here. What this has done for Nicaragua and Honduras and the Dominican Republic, using those as examples, in terms of increasing quality of life, is spectacular. And it happens year over year, and it's been happening for decades. It's not my job to defend uh, vaping or cigarettes, and I don't do it. If you tell me, and we've discussed this before, Fingers, they were marketing to children, well, I don't mind fines for that because we don't want marketing for children you're absolutely right i have you know i i I don't really like to talk about vaping too much because unfortunately the fda and activists they like to lump all this under one umbrella and say premium cigars it's just like vaping and cigarettes and we all know as as people who are fans of premium cigars it's nothing like vaping and and cigarettes uh, my problem with this is, is what you just said. They're banning basically uh, a company and, and a product because it, unfortunately, too often, some of these products uh, have made their way into the hands of kids. Well, if that's happening, instead of banning the product that adults use, many of whom have used vaping products to successfully quit cigarette smoking, 
You go after the people who are selling it to minors. That's what you do. You don't ban the product so adults can't partake and, and hopefully quit if they want to quit smoking. So Juul exploded onto the scene. They had over 70% of the market share in, in the United States. They were the big dog. They were such a big dog that Altria, which owns Marlboro Cigarettes, purchased a 35% stake in Juul in 2018 for $12.8 billion. Only 35%. That $12.8 billion right now is worth $1.6 billion. Wow. That's how much market share they've lost. There's also been lawsuits because of this marketing to children. The FDA and others blame Juul for kids vaping. Now, again, if you're marketing to kids, that's something that, well, I don't necessarily agree that it should be the FDA, that a, a, a state attorney general or others could come at the company for. We agree that you should not market any tobacco product or tobacco-like product to children. Right. That absolutely should not happen. But just as they got rid of the flavors of, of e-cigarettes, which I also oppose because someone's grandma may like blueberry. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't want to keep grandma from getting her blueberry vape. Uh, she's an adult. She can make decisions for herself. So they banned those flavors. Then Juul comes in wanting to get the approval on some, some uh, of their products. And the FDA says, no, you can't have it. As a matter of fact, you can't sell in the United States. They didn't stop other vaping companies. They just stopped Juul. And Scott Gottlieb, Dr. Gottlieb, former director of the FDA, discussed on CNBC that this was about their legacy. And I got to tell you, my head almost exploded. Their legacy? You mean their legacy of the allegation of marketing to children? Because I would just need someone to show me that they did or kids vaping because of Juul? Coca-Cola used to have cocaine. <laughs> If, if we're going to talk legacy, well, then how far back are we going? Fingers just on, on an idea of, of a legal product in the United States. We don't like your legacy, so we don't allow you to sell it. I am an unhappy man. I agree with you. It just feels like too often in situations like this, there's just this push that we have to do something. We have to do something. So we're going to do this. I going back to what you talked about earlier about the, the flavored vapes uh, I've got too many friends that have used vaping uh, to quit cigarette smoking and you know what they had they used the flavored juice and they were adults and they should be able to continue to use that product and you would think the government would celebrate the fact that they were able to quit smoking but I wonder if this whole Juul conversation and the reason why it was banned has a lot to do with the fact that a cigarette manufacturer bought into the company. Maybe the Biden administration has been trying to be very aggressive on reduction of nicotine. They're actually trying to get what they call combustible cigarettes, which you would know as cigarettes, uh, to lower or eliminate nicotine uh, in, in their products. It's been a big, big push of theirs. The reason I'm part two very bothered by this is what you brought up, Fingers. These things get lumped together. And if the FDA does this, the FDA may feel empowered to play in other spaces. Yep. Cigars are not cigarettes. Cigars don't work like cigarettes. Cigars are not premium cigars are not marketed like cigarettes. This, I consider this to be dangerous. And it's something we're going to be following here for sure. Amador whiskey, the Kentucky rye whiskey finished in the port barrels. This is lovely. 
This is lovely. If you can find it at 50 bucks, you know what? Maybe, maybe worth it. And this La Florida Minicana 1994, the Mambo, the 7x54. Oh, yeah. There's a few of these in the humor. This is actually my first time smoking it. First time smoking it. There's a few of these in the humidor for sure. Find us at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. You can go to Facebook, EatDrinkSmoke, but EatDrinkSmokeShow.com is where it's at, guys. Catch you later. Follow Eat Drink Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at GoEatDrinkSmoke, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash EatDrinkSmoke, and Instagram, at EatDrinkSmokePodcast.